Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Tashina King, who has over 10 years of experience supporting and coaching women from all over the world. Tashina understands the demands of being a woman and is internationally recognized as a top instructor, entrepreneur since 2008, has toured over 13 countries as a coach and professional dancer while being married, having a three-year-old son, and now a newborn. Oh my gosh. So through her tours and coaching practice, she has coached over 8,000 individuals throughout the world on self-worth, confidence, and taking ownership of their life. We have so much to talk about here today. So let's just jump right into this and welcome to Sheena. Hi, Summer. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Before we delve into your very incredible professional background, tell us a bit about yourself, your personal journey, like where did you grow up and how did your personal experience set the stage for where you are today in your journey? Sure. Well, before we jump into that, I will just make a comment. I do have my two-week-old with me (laughs) as we're doing this interview. So if you hear some grunting or cooing in the background, that's my two-week-old son. So uh, thanks for being open to having me as he's with me today. Absolutely. And congratulations. That is awesome. Thank you. So a little bit about me. I grew up in Colorado, and that's where I currently live and moved back here to Colorado in October of 2019, right before COVID hit. And lots has happened since then, I'm sure, as it has for everybody. But prior to that, growing up at the age of about two and a half, I started dancing and I did things like ballet and tap and different combo classes. And that really is the beginning of my personal journey because I ended up having a professional international dance career Um, through a style called West Coast Swing, which is a form of partner dancing. And it all started back when I was, you know, two and a half. And I was at a studio from the age of two and a half to about 11 or 12. And it was my second home. I literally spent, I think, every other waking hour at that place where I really formed a deep connection and bond with the studio owner who really took me in and under her wing. But things really in my personal story shifted and changed quite a bit when my parents got divorced and was having to leave that dance studio to move to a different studio just because of location. And I remember sitting at a restaurant with the studio owner and my parents and my parents and I told her we were leaving And at the end of the discussion, my parents got up to use the restroom and things before we left. And then when it was just the mentor and I, she looked at me and wagged her finger in my face and said, you'll never amount to anything as a dancer. And, you know, at 11 or 12 years old, 
this was a woman that I had looked up to my, you know, whole life basically up to that point. And it really just hit me. It hurt in the moment. And I thought, gosh, that, you know, she must know what she's talking about because she has a dance studio and she's successful. And, you know, in the moment it hurt, but I didn't really think much about it. After that, I moved to a different dance studio. And after high school, I moved out to California and started to participate in a performing arts company and was with that company for about two years. But even though I had had dance training my whole life, it felt like I could never really achieve what I wanted to in that performing arts company. And it was really frustrating. And I felt like I had potential and I had what it took, but I just couldn't seem to break through what appeared to be like the glass ceiling or the glass wall. I could see what was available to me on the other side of it, but no matter what I did, how much I practiced, you know, all of that, I couldn't really achieve what I wanted to in the performing arts company. And it was really frustrating. And after that uh, performing arts company experience, I moved back to Colorado for a short time and then began to involve myself in country partner dancing. Mm -hmm. And one of the styles in country is called West Coast Swing. I fell in love with that style and it was like everything in my body knew that was what was next for me. Everything just said, this is it, you have to do this. And so I moved my life again back to California to pursue this West Coast Swing dance career. And I lived by myself. I didn't know anybody in San Diego when I moved there. I started my own admin support business as a way to uh, fund my dance training and my travels, competition fees and such. And the mentors that I was working with said I had all the technique I needed to make it in the professional West Coast swing world. You know, I did things really well, but throwing everything I had into it, I could not move past the very beginning stages of competition. And so once again, it felt like there was this glass ceiling, glass wall in front of me. I could see what was available to me, but again, I couldn't make it into a finals competition, which is what I really needed to do in order to have this career. And I just felt very defeated. It was this childhood dream of mine to dance professionally, but no matter what I did, again, no matter how hard I trained who I took lessons with, I just couldn't break through. Mm -hmm. And so it was at a time where I kind of just broke down and I more or less to God or the universe, whatever that is. But for me, I was like, okay, God, I'm going to give up. Like I'm, I'm going to let this dream go. It's clear that I'm not meant to move forward. And uh, I'm tired of just hitting my head against a wall and not moving forward and having the career that I want. And I ended up having a conversation with my mom, who at the time was a clinical hypnotherapist, as well as uh, a facilitator of another process that works with the subconscious mind, where she said, you know, well, what happened for you that you feel like you can't break through? And it was like, I stepped back in time, and I had this memory of that mentor wagging her finger at me saying, you'll never amount to anything as a dancer. And I went, oh my gosh, everything from that moment to now has been a reflection in my life of me really not believing that I could amount to anything as a dancer. And so what happened for me was this huge aha moment that it was that internal belief that I held at such a deep level that was creating this reality of struggle and challenge and frustration. 
And at that point in time, my mom and I started doing some work together with my subconscious beliefs that I was worthy of having a successful career, that as a woman, I could be an international dance instructor and judge and competitor and financially support myself and be highly requested at different events around the world and those types of things. And literally, that was the only thing I shifted was my mindset. I started to work with my subconscious beliefs. I did nothing different in my dance training. And within about two months, I started making finals, which was a huge shift that I could see outwardly in my life. Not only did I feel more confident in myself, but I really started to get out of my own way. All that self-doubt, the self-criticism started to dissolve and dissipate. I started to make finals. And then four years to the day, basically, is when I made my first top professional level competition finals. And I placed fourth in that competition. So for me, I had this huge experience with how powerful our mind is, how powerful our beliefs are that we have about ourselves, and how our life that we experience day to day is really just a reflection of the beliefs that we have. And so that really is kind of my story, my experience of what led me to where I am at today as a confidence and mindset coach for women because of my own experience of struggle, letting go almost of a childhood dream of mine to then shifting my beliefs to then living and co-creating the childhood dream that I had had my whole life. Yeah. Wow. What a story from that one moment where that mentor whom you looked up to took that opportunity to really impose her own beliefs onto you, which changed the course of your life in relation to both conscious and subconscious beliefs. Because once you have those subconscious beliefs of, I'm not going to make it, I can't do this. And yet you don't realize necessarily those outward thoughts and doubts. And that mindset is there as well, where Mm -hmm. "Hmm, I don't know if I'm good enough. I may not be as good as these others. It was that moment. And when you look back on that, what do you think about mentorship or somebody who would tell a child that? How would you, like with your own children, perhaps, Mm -hmm. if somebody told them, just prepare them for, hey, this is the world, but don't believe everything you hear, or let's talk about what is told to you or what you do hear. What do you think about that, Tashina? How do you approach that? Or how do you think you'll approach that with your own children? I think it's a really good question to ask. And for me now, as an adult, looking back at the experiences that took place, that those were really her own doubts about herself. That was her sadness about maybe not achieving her dreams that she had set out to make for herself. And that is something really important to discuss with your children, your spouse, friends, significant other is that Oftentimes what people say, how people act, the actions people partake in are really a reflection of them. And we as conscious beings, if we have the awareness in those types of experiences, have to ask ourselves, is this a truth? Is this someone else's stuff? (laughs) Is this their crap that they haven't worked through? 
and or is this something that I'm going to really let in to my inner world? Yeah. And if I am going to let it into my inner world, how am I going to work with it, process it? Oh, I love all that. Yeah. So we just have to be really consciously aware of, you know, how we live our life and what we let into our inner world, because even though in that moment at 12 years old, I let that really impact me to a degree that I didn't realize in the moment, what was also really powerful to understand was that I still had an opportunity to shift it. And I didn't have to let that belief continue to dictate my life as an adult. And I think that's one of the most important things for an individual to understand is that you're not really a victim of what's happened in your life. You may have experienced it, gone through it, but how can you grow from it? What can you learn from it? And how can you use those experiences to empower you to a new level of self-expression and growth? And for me, I, I had to reach that low point of almost walking away from my childhood dream to come to the place of using it to my betterment. And then recognizing that I have the ability to change that belief. I don't have to continue to let it rule how I live my life and the experiences I have. So to let my kids know, you know, we're constantly co-creating the life that we're living. And if there's anything that you start to experience that isn't serving you, you have the ability to change that for yourself at a subconscious level, the belief or set of beliefs that is contributing to what you're experiencing. So we're really powerful co-creators that in any moment has the ability to change direction, change course of the ship. Absolutely. And I love how you approach this too, in that when you talk about this, you do talk about it from the standpoint of now you can reflect on this and gain the wisdom and have the insight. But that we are also co-creators, that we also have choices, right, of what to allow into our conscious being, our subconscious state. And so I think it's really important while you live your life, you are modeling also that behavior where then that really impacts your own children. They see what you're doing, how you set your own boundaries and what you allow in regards to your conscious being or conscious state, because mm -hmm. I think when we're younger, maybe we don't know or have those super skills, but we do have the power of choice, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what this modeling is so incredible for is that they get to see you really consciously making decisions. They right. get to see that you are the creator of your journey, your path. And mm -hmm. how you can make shifts in that journey and that path based on yeah. what you want to invite into your life, your consciousness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So you have many years of coaching experience. So how did you make that jump from professional dancer to coach? And what appealed to you about coaching? What was the inspiration? I, I think we kind of got the idea of what your inspiration to be a coach is, but your focus, supporting women to better understand their self-worth, confidence, and personal strength. Talk a bit about that as well. Yeah. So I ended up uh, having a professional dance career internationally in the field of West Coast Swing, which again is a form of partner dancing. And what was so, and still is so fascinating to me about it is this idea of 
the man and the woman in the role of partner dancing, the masculine, the feminine, the leader, the follower. And what I found was no matter where I traveled to in the world, no matter the background of the person, the race, the age, the profession the individual had, is this form of dance really brought about an opportunity for people's vulnerabilities to be at the forefront in many different capacities. So as I was teaching around the world and I got into this um, experience of shifting my own mindset, I started working in that capacity with my students that I was teaching because things like the confidence, the perfectionism, the the self-doubt, the trusting of another individual, can you lead, can you follow, not just in the dance sense, but in your life, like what does that look like for you as a person, as an individual, all those things really came to the forefront in my lessons and I started to share my experience that I just shared with you with my students and Many of them were like, I'd really like to work through how this is showing up in my dance because it's actually affecting other areas of my personal life, whether it's my relationships, how I'm parenting, how I'm showing up at work and taking risks, speaking up in my career field. So I started to blend my dance training and coaching with my mindset coaching. And it was like a ripple effect. The moment we started working with one area of confidence and dance, people were experiencing amazing breakthroughs in their relationships, how they communicated, how they showed up at work and put themselves out there, their creativity in the workplace. And so what I really fell in love with the inspiration was it's not just one area of life that we need to empower and support because one area affects every other area of life. And just how crucial it is to support and empower the whole person, the whole individual, not just one area. And how when we take that active role of healing, transformation for ourselves, we show up differently in the world and we make a different impact and a different ripple effect. We inspire others differently. And so my inspiration was, you know, to support individuals so that they can have a happier, joy, more joyful life, but how that really changes the world in that ripple effect concept. And so I love supporting people no matter what it is that they're struggling with, because like I said, it really ends up being about the whole person, not just one area. Absolutely. So I've been in the field of human services and mental health for years. And one of the things that I absolutely am in agreement with you about is I see a lot of coaches focusing on one thing and maybe that's their expertise. Maybe it's manifestation, maybe it's money, maybe maybe it's, there's a lot of different areas of coaching. However, when we're looking at human functioning, when we do that, we look at multiple factors that are impacting that functioning, their process. And so this is where we're really in alignment in that it's not just one factor. It's multiple factors that will impact that person's consciousness, subconscious, how they're processing information, how they view the world, boundaries for themselves, for others, all these variables, right? So I love how you're approaching this because what we do in our personal lives definitely translates into what we do every day, even as professionals. Yes, absolutely. And I talk about this in relation to like personal beliefs and values. This is just an example. When I talk about this, I talk about that being kind of the foundation for where you launch because your personal beliefs and values really have to do with your person, 
Mm -hmm. who you pair with, your business, the people you serve in regards to your clients, all of it. So you don't have this awareness of what's impacting your subconscious, your conscious behavior, your process, your patterns, your values. Okay, well, maybe there needs to be a little work. (laughs) Right. Well, and to know that all of us are constantly working. I think that's part of the human experiences. We're we're here to constantly grow and evolve if we choose to do so. Yes. And that's the key word. We have a superpower. It's called choice. Choice. (laughs) Right? And and we even, like in one of my stores that I have, we have a t-shirt, your superpower is choice. You know, choice is your superpower. Because it really is. I mean, it's just amazing how much we have domain over ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so it really is incredible. So you've traveled all over the world and coached women in several different countries. And you've kind of touched on this, but I'm going to ask this question again. What is a common theme or issue that you see women confronting no matter what area of the world they're from? Perfectionism. I think hands down has been one of the biggest things that I've met with every single client in some way, shape or form. It's perfectionism. And that can stem from several different places in a person's life. It could be the family culture, the religious, you know, upbringing that a person had, um, especially in today's age with social media and how things are portrayed, you know, on Instagram and Facebook, you know, we see one or two snapshot of a person's life and it looks perfect. And we think, you know, that's what I need to strive for in order to be happy because that person looks happy, but we don't really see on social media, the person's journey there or the struggles that they had to overcome to get to that place. And so we create this false expectation for ourselves, this false reality of what happiness, success looks like, health looks like. And we see what we think is perfect. And so we, we strive for that. And so many people put pressure on themselves for it to be what we see, you know, portrayed on a feed or how many likes we have or followers or whatever it may be that um, women from everywhere just struggle with being perfect, the perfect mom, the perfect business owner, the perfect partner, the perfect lover, the perfect daughter, the perfect wife, like whatever it is, it's a struggle for a lot of women. And so that's been one of the things um, that I've really supported women overcome because there is no such thing as perfect and helping a woman to come into a place of peace and power about who they are right here in the now, knowing that they're always going to have an opportunity for growth and evolution while still really appreciating the journey they've had up to this point, appreciating the skill sets they've learned, appreciating the core aspects of who they are as a woman and coming to a place of knowing at the core of their being that that's enough, like who they are is enough. Yeah. Wow. And that reaching a level of perfection is you're still going to, most people that I work with feel like if they reach that level of perfection, then they'll be worthy. Then they'll be good enough. Then they can have the clientele that they want. Then they can experience, you know, time and money freedom Whereas if you come to a place of owning that you have that here and now appreciating that it lifts so much weight off of this strive for perfectionism, that's really just an illusion, like a rainbow, the the gold at the end of the rainbow that you'll never really reach, you know, appreciating what you have in the moment. 
Absolutely. You've touched on so many things here. One of the things I want to point out here too is you've touched on perfectionism and how that might be built in one's life or how that is a challenge for some. And one of those challenges is in fact, social media and that lifestyle marketing. Mm -hmm. They show the beginning of somebody potentially like on their computer and doing the search and they show the end where somebody has attained the yacht, the fancy car, the, Mm -hmm. but they never, as you said, they never really take you through the journeys of the ups and downs because we all go through them. (laughs) We all have them. And yet it is an illusion. It is something that they want to market to you that this is the pot of gold at the end of of the rainbow. Mm -hmm. And so we get a lot of that. And now we're fed, we're, because we're fed all that information, all that lifestyle marketing, all the likes, all that, you know what that does to the brain? It kicks it into this, this need for a dopamine fix. Yeah. And so it's like, we want another hit. We want another hit. We want another hit where it can be exhausting for the mind and the body. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned this because my next question is with all that you embrace, with all that you love and you manage, how are you finding time for yourself and for your wellness? How do I find time for myself? Well, right now I'm taking maternity leave, you know, so there's a more downtime and just being with my two week old and my three year old when he's home from school. And to be honest, I mean, that even is, I think, a really powerful thing to remember to build into your everyday life is to just be with the simple moments whatever that may be in a person's life, to be with the simple moments, um, to just take a breath, look at what's really valuable and important. You know, for me, it's time with those that I love and hold dear. So scheduling that time in is really important, knowing that the to-do list is always going to be there, that I don't have to complete the to-do list to then go spend time with my family, giving myself the boundaries to walk away after let's say my business hours to then just go be with my family. So that is one thing that I do for myself is really honor the time frames that I set for myself so that I can ensure that I'm spending time doing the simple things, spending time with the people that feed my soul and that fill my cup. Mm. The other thing that I do for myself is my own belief work, my own subconscious belief work, no matter what it is. So in the moment, if I feel like there's a belief that's being triggered, that's upsetting me, that's creating a more challenging experience with whatever it is I'm working on. And I recognize it, I'll pause right then and there and I'll do my own uh, subconscious belief transformation with whatever it is that I'm finding to be the challenge because I don't want to live my life, again, continuously living out that which doesn't serve me. I really want to, in the moment, be an active co-creator of change transformation for myself so that I can continue to grow and evolve for myself. Mm. And like you said earlier, that modeling for our children, I think is really, really important. You know, I want them to see me have a real moment and go, well, this isn't serving me. So what can I do? How can I help myself move through this? I don't have to stay stuck in it. So that's another way that I support my wellness is doing my own work all the time. And that is so important. And I love that you mentioned modeling too there because Really, I think for a lot of people, it's that first step or where do I begin to make these changes? Where do I begin to 
you know, change that journey for myself and become more aware. And so that modeling for your kids is actually helping them see those first and second steps. Mm-hmm. So it's giving them an idea of, okay, my process can look like that too. Or maybe I want to grab this or that from my mom's process, but then right. kind of combine it with my feelings or my beliefs. And so I like that the modeling is so important, especially when it comes to kids. So as we come to the close of the interview, my last question is, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? I would say what I've hinted at this, this conversation is that you can actively co-create a life that's healthier in positive mindset, self-compassion, self-love, self-worth at any point. You're not a victim of what has happened. You have choice to shift things and to move forward and grow and evolve from maybe the painful, traumatic, challenging experiences you've had in the past. At any moment, you can step into that choice and shift the direction of your life. Hmm. Thank you, Tashina, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Thank you so much, Summer, for having me. I've loved being here. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you. You can follow Tashina King on LinkedIn, on Facebook at Empowered to Greatness, on Instagram at Transform with Tashina, and her website at EmpoweredToGreatness.com. Additionally, you can find the link in the copy to Tashina's free offer, which is her Break the Perfectionist Mindset Kit. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great. Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love, and Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.